Hi, Mom. Hey, Lily. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Lily Pad. I'm your host, Lily Roberts. Let's get into it. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I'm here with my mom. Say hi. Hey, everybody. It's Erin. <laughs> um, okay. First, let's address the elephant in the room. I didn't record an episode last week, and I didn't really give any explanation on my Instagram or anywhere, really. I just wasn't feeling up to it. If you don't know, me and my mom are currently in quarantine and are both coming off the tail end of having COVID. So that's been rough. And I was just really tired last week and just groggy, didn't feel like doing anything and wasn't really inspired to talk about anything in particular. So didn't record one, didn't want to, but back in the game this week and here with my mom and she's feeling a little icky, but (laughs) I'm going to make her do it anyways, because she told me like three days ago that she would. And now here we are. Anyways, so, how you been, Mom? It's been a long week, honey. (laughs) It's been a a really long week. So, um, last week on Sunday, I slept in because I had my wine night gift exchange the night before, and I was tired, and so I I made a plan to sleep in and take the boys over to Sunday school, and then I was going to go to Mass um, a little later. On the way to Sunday school, the boys found chocolate in the car, so I had a truffle, and I was like, I can kind of taste this, or, you know, I can kind of feel this in my mouth, but I'm not sure I'm tasting it, and so then when I got home, I smelled a candle that I had gotten the night before that smells like Fruit Loops, and it's really strong, and I could barely smell it, and I was like, ooh, noted, my smell and taste is kind of weak, so um, I went ahead and Went to church, made sure I kept my mask on, stayed away from people. I went to one of my son's ball games, really tried to stay away from everyone. Um, I was feeling fine at the time. And then um, later that day, absolutely no smell or taste. So I was pretty sure on Sunday the 24th that I had gotten COVID somewhere. Um, And then by Monday, I had a lot of nose pain, and my eyes hurt, and my ears hurt, my head hurt off and on, and so I got tested Monday, found out Wednesday it was positive, so in retrospect, I was kind of sore on Friday, the 22nd, just thought it was from all the working out Lily and I have been doing, and then Saturday, I just felt kind of spacey, my nose had that, like, feeling like if you've been outside in the cold, um, which it was super cold that Saturday and we were kind of running around getting some things done. So I was in and out of the cold, so didn't think much of it. But in retrospect, I think I, um, my onset of symptoms was, um, Friday, January 22nd. So, um, and that's about the time that Lily started feeling bad. Um, on Saturday, especially she just like had a stomach ache, right? Right. Well, like, I didn't really have that many symptoms on Friday. I Saturday, I was feeling like my stomach hurt so bad. I had no idea what it was. But we had gone to the mall that day, and I was thinking that I might have gotten, like, food poisoning or something from one of the dishes I ate. Yeah, I got home, and my stomach was, like, hurting so bad. And then I started getting really, really bad back pain and, like, in my knees. And I was, like, laying on this roller that I have in the middle of my back on my bed for, like, an hour before I started to feel any better. 
And then I felt better. And so I was like, okay, it must have just been like a weird like spurt. But then the next day my nose started getting runny. And I like when mom says our noses would hurt, I don't know if anyone else has had this like type of symptom where it's like one of my nostrils would be clogged and the other one would be like super airy. And it wasn't, it was like cold, but it hurt. It was like, I don't know. It was really weird. That's what I had. My, that was one of my bigger symptoms where I was kind of like, this is really weird. I don't like it, it hurts. It's not just like cold. So that's when I kind of was like, yeah. yeah, I've, um, I've not heard a lot of people talk about the nose pain with COVID, but that's been the worst thing for me. And I've tried to explain it to a lot of different people and it kind of feels like your nostrils are like really wide and they go on forever. And like, <laughs> there's so much air up in your head. Um, but it also kind of feels like, like I said, like you're outside and you have a cold or like, you know, that feeling you get in your lungs when you have to go out and run a couple miles and it's really cold and your lungs are just like dying. Like your whole head feels like that. So, um, I don't know. Another way I would describe it and, you know, it's easy for me to describe it because my nose still really hurts, but, um, would be like either getting in, getting hit in the face with a ball. Like when you get hit by a basketball, like it makes your eyes water and you're just like, ugh. Or like if you accidentally like catch your chin real hard on the edge of the table and like your teeth rattle up into your head, like my teeth actually hurt too. So, um, that was the craziest. Yeah. Like three days ago, I started getting really nauseous when me and mom were watching a show together and I threw my guts up and it was bad. Yeah, that was two days ago. Oh, well, yeah, it was bad. I literally felt absolutely terrible. And that whole rest of the night, I was feeling disgusting and just laid in my bed and just watched my shows. But it was bad. I felt really bad that day. But that's like the worst I've had. All the other days, I was super just like tired, like I've said before, and groggy. So you felt like she had run a marathon even after waking up from a nap and things like that. Whereas I took a nap like every single day, except for yesterday. I feel like I had more energy than Lily and Dave. Like, I worked from home most of last week and, you know, kept up with laundry and dishes and cooking. Although we've had a lot of people bring food this weekend, so that's awesome. But um, I feel like yesterday they brought us, like, like a smorgasbord. Oh, yeah. Literally like a banquet. Yeah, so we've got leftovers for a couple days, which is fine by me. But today I feel better. But I'm, like, super grumpy. Like, I'm so sick of everything. (laughs) And, like, I feel well enough to be, like, actively angry. And I want to get out of this house. The boys aren't helpful, yeah. Yeah, it's really gross outside. We have, like, a mountain of homework for all the kids. Because, of course, none of the boys could go to school during any of this. I don't think Max has been to school since, like... Really long January... 18th or something because he was finishing up a quarantine when we got sick so he had to get doubled up again so yeah he was mad about that and he can't sports are like the little bit longer thing where they have to actually do the full two weeks so he doesn't get to go back to anything until Saturday but I'm starting my first volleyball practice with my team actually they already had their first practice which was this, this Sunday yesterday but I missed it but I'm really excited to be back with them. But, yeah, so we've had uh, ups and downs. Downs. Just downs. (laughs) No ups. Yeah, just kidding. There's only been any ups. Like, we have a really nice house, and we have good food and plenty of board games. We have played a little bit of board games. 
I've done some reading and writing and we've caught up on some shows, um, started a new show, but yeah, we're tired of being here. We're tired of winter. Nothing is cozy anymore. We're sick of everyone in our family. And yeah, yeah. so January sucks. COVID sucks. Hey, it's February 1st. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't want to make this episode completely about COVID, but I did, you know, want to touch on it a little bit obviously because it's been rough it's our life (laughs) but i have some questions for you mom and we're just gonna kind of make that our little intro whatever so let's get into the episode okay mom so i asked my instagram to ask you questions and I also put up this poll for how much do you love Aaron? And all these people answered 100%. So. Wow. <laughs> I'm a pretty cool mom. <laughs> so I have... A, all right. First one is, what's it like to have such an awesome niece? Julia <laughs> said that. <laughs> well, Julia's awesome. Um, it's, it's really cool to have an awesome niece. Um but, you know, in general, I have a lot of awesome relatives. So um, I would just say that it's it's really cool to have um, a big, huge family here in our small town that gets along and we like to hang out with each other. Um, you know, most of my family um, are more like friends and family at this point. So it's really great to just have all these younger people. Like I had, um, one of my aunts in my wedding, my sister had three of my mom's sisters in her wedding. Um, so it's really great to have those kind of people around you to live life with. And it's been really hard not to be around them very much at all for a year. So, but yes, Julia is amazing and (laughs) I'm definitely blessed to have her. Um, but to be honest, I will say like the best things about Julia are that she really knows who she is and she's unapologetic about it and she's super stubborn, but that's a good thing for her because she has to be a bold, strong female and I can't wait to see what she does with her big old brain. So the next one is advice for people getting ready to go to college. Well, this is a good one for you. this is my area. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I'm a two-degree alumna from Ohio University, and then I've worked there for um, over 18 years now. Um, I work in the Scripps College of Communication, which is one of the best colleges at Ohio University. I've worked a lot with students over the years, but especially in the last six months, I'm now the Director of Student Development for Scripps. So um, I'm working a lot with students on trying to create their brand, make a name for themselves, Look for internships and jobs, really just working on developing developing them into professionals. So um, my advice for high school students looking to go to college is to make sure that you really, truly want to go and you're ready to do the work because it is very expensive. So in spite of the fact that it's so expensive, I still really, truly believe in higher education. I just really want students to apply themselves and make good decisions and be aware of the debt that they're taking on. But I definitely think that that students should not worry 
so much about their grades. I know a lot of people um, affiliated with higher education might say that they need to really um, hit the books hard and everything, but I think it's very important to be a well-rounded person and to have sports and other clubs and activities on a resume. You have to have those types of things to learn a little bit about leadership skills and how to perform in groups and how to run a meeting and things like that. And you can't learn all of that by studying really hard and staying in your room all the time. So definitely get involved with different things that you're passionate about. Um, but, you know, always keep in mind towards your grades, of course, they are important. Um, but I think that, you know, I think there's a lot of people that get a certain college or university in mind and they kind of move towards that their whole high school career. And I think it's good to take a look at colleges and universities that are close by. It helps with keeping the cost down. Definitely try to stay in state if you can. Public universities are usually um, much more manageable financially than private universities. You know, don't think that you're going to get a big, huge college scholarship for sports. Those are rare and they're becoming more and more rare. You know, you really um, need to look at your opportunities and choose wisely, but make sure you're following your heart and actually studying something and pursuing something that you're going to apply yourself to, or it's not going to be worth the money. Yeah. I think that's a good point too, because like more now in today's day and age is people aren't going to college as much. And that's not a bad thing anymore. It's like people are pursuing things right out of high school, their jobs, or like trying to make a living off of YouTube or different things like that. So that's a good point because it is a lot of debt and stuff. Well, and we definitely need trades. Like there is no shame at all in doing a professional trade if that's what you want to do. We need electricians. We need plumbers. We need people who can go out there and fix things. You know, there's a lot of money in them. There are students or, you know, high school students I know that within four years of graduating from high school, they're making, you know, mechanics, whatever, whatever it is. We need all of those things, too. And the equivalent of what maybe one of their peers that went to college for four years, maybe their peer went to college and is $80,000 in debt. And that electrician that left school four years ago is making $80,000 a year. It's crazy. Like if you have a passion for a trade and you can pursue it in a way that makes sense financially and works for you and your life and the future you hope to have, definitely look into trades too. There are tons and tons of paths to success. It doesn't all have to be college. What is your favorite thing about working at a college? Well, I bleed green because I went to Ohio University. So being able to work at my alma mater is super fun. Um, But in general, I just, I love college towns, especially Athens, Ohio. Um, Very, very cultured. And, you know, I'm starting a podcast for my students. And one of the things I said in my first episode is, you know, get out there, like go and see people speak, like go to art gallery openings, like college towns are a hotbed for like political candidates to visit on the campaign trail. Like there's a good chance that some of the people that are going to school at Ohio University in Athens right now, that they're living in the most cultured town that they will ever live in, in their whole life. Like you have to get out there and experience things. But really, I just like, I like working around young people you know, I'm in my early 40s now, but I still feel young and I feel like young people have a lot to teach us. I feel like I love their energy. I love 
just the fun that they create. Um, so it's good to be around young people. And then obviously Ohio University is gorgeous. So it's just fun to live in a college town and take a walk on my lunch break and go to all the different um, places for lunch that, you know, my friends from college are jealous that I'm eating there. I've always, always loved working at Ohio University. It's been a good blessing for me to be able to have such a great career there while I've had my kids and raised my kids. So there are a lot of upsides, and I do love Athens as well. The vibe there is everything, and I'm really excited to most likely go to college there. But would you say that there's a downside, a particular downside that you think of when working there or just working at a college in general? No, I really don't. I mean, you hear about like people in the private sector that, you know, they get more raises or, you know, they're more rewarded for their good work. You know, there's if you have a great project that has great success, you might see more of a promotion for it if you worked in the private sector. But I think that working in public education is noble. I think it's worthwhile. Um, there's so many places like within Ohio University that I could just work in different places and do different things if I wanted to. Um, as far as coming to Ohio University as a student, you know, you do have to be thoughtful about um, your internships and your, um, you know, your your hands-on experience opportunities. Like, it's not like living in Columbus and like maybe working at the state house on like Mondays and Wednesdays and then taking your classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's just not as easy to um, get internships and go to school at the same time, right? So, um, but, you know, there's also positive outcomes to that. For instance, when we send students to like the Today Show in New York City, like our students, our interns want to work full time and they love that. They want students to go in and act like full time employees and take on projects and make progress. And there are lots of students, say, from NYU that might be working there that, you know, they they want to go to class at the same time. They don't want to work full time. So if you play your cards right, it ends up being a positive. But you do have to keep in mind that it's still um, you know, it's a rural area. We don't have an airport right there. Well, we have an OU airport, but we don't have a commercial airport to fly in and out of. So, um, but I think that's one of the best things about Ohio University is that you can kind of go and find yourself and grow up a little bit without being in a big city and a big metro. And you just, you get these experiences and you figure out who you are and you carry it with you the rest of your life. Like, um, one of our recent alums who's made it really big on HGTV just did a podcast and she said it was one of the best decisions she ever made that she could live in a city for the rest of her life. But Ohio University is just a singular place and I think it's an awesome place to go to school. So a work, your work and all that is a big part of you, but also being a mom and having four kids and raising us and us being within seven years of each other in age. So another question I have is, did you ever imagine yourself being a mom of four kids whenever you were younger? I think I always thought I was going to have four kids because I'm one of four kids and um, that always felt like about the right size to me. You know, I mentioned my mom was one of 10. My dad was the oldest of seven. Um, there's a really big families and back, you know, back when they were born in the 50s, 60s, when their families and when my parents and their siblings were born, that was a little bit more of the norm. 
Um, but I grew up with four, four people in my family, so three siblings, and that always felt great to me. Um, we had two girls and then two boys, so we were always paired up. We always had a buddy. So I kind of thought from the get-go that I would have four kids. Um, and I did have Lily, and then I had three boys. Um, so she doesn't have a sister, and I always was sad about that because I had a sister and I was super close to her. But luckily, we've already talked about Julia. Um, that's my sister's daughter, and she's only four months in age from Lily. So um, Lily's got her and tons of other cousins that are close in age that feel like sisters. So I've kind of gotten over that. And Lily and I have been able to form a really awesome relationship. And we have a lot of fun together, just being the girls in the family. So that all worked out. But um, I will say that, you know, all of my career at Ohio University, I've been part-time, technically. So there were definitely years where I was working a full-time job and part-time hours. But it was always really important to me, um, especially when the kids were little, that I was their primary caregiver. So I have worked anywhere from three to four days a week um, their whole lives. And it's helped me to kind of do that work-home balance, even though it's always been crazy. I mean, it's crazy to be 110% at work and then the next day, next day be 110% mom, especially when I had like two kids in diapers and one in preschool and one in first grade. Like that was insanity. But it was always, um, it was always a lot of fun. And my job has always allowed me to help, you know, to keep my resume current. I've always been in the workforce, but yet still the primary caregiver for my kids. So it was hard at times, but it was perfect. One thing that's cool that I like is how you had your blog whenever we were growing up and we were kids. And how many years did you do that for? So I blogged actively from like 2010 until about 2015, maybe. And then I kind of backed off for a while. And then earlier in the pandemic, I picked it up and then kind of put it back down. But yeah, I did do a ton of writing when the kids were small. My blog is still alive and well. Like I said, it's just not updated right now, but it's at thesearemyreasons.com. Yeah, I'm going to put it in the description, but that was something really that I find cool still, and I'm hoping to find the time to start reading, and we have it in the books. Mom printed them all off and put them into two book-style forms, so we have those here, so I'm thinking I'm going to try to start reading those a little bit because it's really cool seeing how we acted and how we were and just like how she dealt with being a mom of four and I don't know how you found the time to write, write while you were dealing with us we talked about this a little bit earlier in the week as we were looking through the blog books but it was crazy like the stories she would be like you know just busy all the time and it was just cool seeing some of the little things I never knew about myself even like we read one story where she was walking at the Barlow Fairgrounds and Waterford oh I don't know why I said that Waterford Fairgrounds sorry and going around you were pushing max in a stroller probably luke i mean lily was oh, yeah you're right lily was probably seven or eight so she was on a bike by herself yeah i was driving around on my bike and so she was walking slower obviously and i had told her that i wanted a drink of water one time around when i passed her but then once she finally got it out i she could never catch me at the right time and so she put rocks on the ground and said spelled out my name and then put the water above it and then I saw that obviously while I was riding my bike and took it and then spelled out thanks with the rocks for her and she came back around it was just really cute I liked it because 
I just, I never, obviously I don't remember that. So yeah, there were a lot of crazy, crazy stories that I captured in those blogs and it was hard to find time to do that, but I've always been a writer. And, um, one thing that definitely suffered during those years that I was really blogging a lot were my journals. So, um, I've been keeping a serious journal since the day after my 12th birthday. So that would have been like June 2nd, 1990, I started writing in journals. And um, so now I'm 42. So I guess this will be, oh, wow, this is, um, maybe I just had it. So yeah, I guess I just had the 30th anniversary this past year um, of writing in journals. But I have something like, I don't know, 78, 74 notebooks full of my life. So those are some crazy stories. But um, during the time that I was blogging, I didn't journal as much. So that's why I wanted to make sure I had them printed and that they can kind of go with the journals as a record of my life. Well, the reason I brought that up is one of the questions is how was Lily as a youngster? So like, how was I? So Lily was a big handful as a youngster, but in a good way. She always had lots of energy and lots of leadership skills, as the people like to say. Um, But she was great. She was always, um, you know, she was very high maintenance. Like I was challenged by her to always be thinking of something to keep her busy with or, you know, getting pulled into, you know, at her age three, age four, like having tea parties with her and her animals every day and she had like a dress up box to beat the band and um but she was always a good big sister so she always had lots of ideas for crafts so um I remember one time she and Max Max was probably three and she may have been six or maybe four eh, probably three and six and they made like these awesome little like animal masks for themselves out of construction paper and they were really cute. Um, But, you know, just like I didn't have to give her a lot of material for her to think of something. So, you know, there's another picture of them and Lily's wearing like a pair of joggers with no t-shirt and they're eating Fruit Loop um, necklaces. So, you know, like throw a box of Fruit Loops at Lily and be like, make necklaces with the boys so I could take care of the baby or whatever. So, Um, she was always a little mother and she was helpful. She would take care of me when I was sick, even when she was like six or seven or eight. Speaking of me and memories of me as a child, what is your favorite memory with me? It doesn't have to be when I was a child, but still. Well, I think always and forever, one of our favorite memories is going to be going to New York City for Lily's 16th birthday. Like, that was an amazing little idea that I had and it kind of bloomed in my brain for about six months before I fully committed to actually buying tickets and, um, you know, plotting our course and asking a friend if we could crash at their flat in Brooklyn for a couple of nights. And, um, you know, Lily and I have always had kind of an unofficial mommy-daughter bucket list, and that was definitely a big, yeah. a big one for to sure. go to New York City. Yeah, that was always one of the places I really wanted to travel when I was little, just like, just New York City, like the Big Apple, you know, all the big buildings and stuff. So that was really cool getting to see for the first time. That's what I thought you would probably say for favorite memory, but... Yeah, so we went for four days in 2019, right? Before all this started. Yeah. It was like one of my last big trips before... Yeah, a couple months before. Yeah, before the pandemic. And it was just the two of us. We went... 
we had four days with just the two of us and we found out that we're really really great travel buddies like we are both really easily adaptable like we would be like on a mission to get a certain thing for lunch and we'd pass like this street vendor or you know maybe not a street vendor but like we would pass like um, a place that had yeah. like good pizza or we were walking like an average of 17 to 18,000 steps a day and like by the time we got home we had it all tracked and we had walked the equivalent of a marathon in New York City over four days so we yeah. had walked over 26 miles um and you know we used a subway and we used a bus system but that's just all the walking in between that we did we did a, a ton of walking. Yes, that reminded me of, like, the, I think I have it in the vlogs, but I don't know if it was Times one Square. of the ones I posted, but we were in Times Square, and we were, like, waiting for this certain bus, and we literally could not find the bus stop anywhere. Like, I kid you not, we had probably been walking in circles for, like, 10 minutes looking for where we were supposed to be, and we finally find this stupid bus stop, and we're waiting there, and we see buses passing by, and we finally see the one with our number on the front of it, and we're like, okay, this bus is going to stop. Nope, just drives right through the bus stop, doesn't stop. We're literally, like, running after it. Mom, like, twisted her ankle or something. I was, like, laughing my head off, like, about to pee my pants. I was laughing so hard, and I was vlogging it, and I was like, come on, Mom, like, run. We were going crazy. We were so delirious. It was yeah. probably, like, midnight. It was 11.30, midnight, and we just needed to get back to our hotels before we, like, fell down on the sidewalk in the dirt and trash and went to sleep, so... It was pretty funny. We laughed until we cried. Yeah, well, how you were saying earlier how you kind of waited six months to before you were like... Like, I kind of knew what it was because I remember you were so excited about my birthday. Like, because you had, like, that, that present. But obviously, at the time, I had no idea what it was. You were just like, are you excited for your birthday for, like, two weeks when, beforehand? And so, I kind of got suspicious and I, I figured we were traveling somewhere. But still, like, you would just walk up to me all the time and ask me how excited I was. And I would have no idea what to be excited about. And I would just be like, yeah, like, I'm Sweet excited. 16, like, dude. And you would just be like, get more excited. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't think I could top that. But then for her 17th birthday, we got a new president. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> I was, like, trying to think. I still did. think the 16th takes the cake. Yeah. But I don't know. It was just a really sweet memory because... It was the last big trip that I got to take. I did go to California after that, but that wasn't the great, greatest trip for me for work. It was a little stressful, but um, going to that that New York trip with Lily for her birthday ended up being a really great decision since we've been basically stuck in Waterford, Ohio ever since. Yeah. Okay, for me and Colby's episode, we did the thing where we went through every kid and we um, gave them three words that we would use to describe them so I wanted to give you the chance to do that so you can start either way all right um three words to describe Lily are talented she's definitely talented it seems like she pretty much can do whatever she really wants to do um I would say she is also very um mature or like well-rounded like she's got a really good head on her shoulders and I'm really proud of her um she's more mature I think than a lot of kids her age like I think she really um got to that point in her schoolhood where she just started to not care what other people think and just you know this is who I am like I'm not going to wake up an hour early just to put makeup on for all you people I don't care I'm gonna just go and 
I'm going to wear my glasses today. I just really don't care that I look better without them. So, um, ouch. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's not what I mean, but you know, like she's just, um, she's convicted. She, she knows who she is and that's going to get her far and it's going to keep her safe because convicted. there's something about knowing yourself that goes a very long way in this world. Um, and so for the third one, I would say that she is, she's gorgeous, right? <laughs> she's just gorgeous. And she's going to be even more gorgeous as she grows and continues to know herself and figure out what she wants to do with her life. And I'm really lucky to have her. So thanks mommy. You're welcome. Uh, let's <laughs> see Maxwell. Well, Maxwell is smart as all get out, although sometimes you don't know that by looking at him, but right. he's got an engineer's brain. Yeah, he's, he's really smart. Always... He just doesn't apply himself all the time. Right. He's not yet passionate about his smartness, um, but he, there were like something like, I don't know what the total was, so say it was like perfect was 268 and he scored like 266. No, they, they were always like 720 or something like that, but yeah, he would always be like one or two points below. Right, well, two years in a row he was perfect, mm -hmm. and then the next year he was like down a couple points, and, and Daddy and I were teasing him like, oh, you're not a genius anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's definitely smart, really kind and gentle. Like, I don't think Lily sees that, but like he is... In love with the cat. She's in love I, with him. I, yeah, I think he's definitely gentle. He loves sure. his grandmas. He is a good friend. Like, he sits out and plays games with his friends and just laughs his ass off. He thinks that, you know, <laughs> his friends are are the bomb. He just... I know he's going to be that kind of guy that's always there for them. Um, and... Mom always calls him Laffy Taffy whenever he plays yes. his video games. He laughs like a maniac. It's and... hilarious because he's so quiet all the time, especially, like, around us. And he'll just walk through the house and not even say a word to you for, like, a whole day. But then you'll hear him go get on the Xbox and just laugh and laugh. And he'll, like, bounce and shake his legs and just, like, freak out. It'll yeah. be so funny. He, he'll spaz out on that Xbox. But, um, yeah, so going along with that, he's just, he's going to be a good husband someday. Like, when he gets everything together... Um, I'm hoping that he's going to be a good husband product that I have risen for this world. Um, <laughs> and then I would say that he's, he's pretty athletic. Like yeah, he's still like pretty like gawky and like coming into it and like getting used to his long limbs. But it's amazing to see like how much he's improved in the past year. So I'm really excited to see he's only in eighth grade. So he's got like four solid years of high school sports coming up. So um, I don't know. I think if he can get that smart, smart brain to work with that long body, he's going to have some good things for Waterford over the next four years. Yeah. Okay, Colby. Yeah, I know that Lily said Colby was loud, and that's definitely true. But he's loud because he doesn't hear well, and he doesn't, like, wear his implant devices as much as he should. Um, so, you know, that all kind of goes hand in hand. But he is also incredibly funny. I know that Lily and Colby both use that word. He's hilarious. He's got a really good sense of humor. Um, and I don't know, just knowing what I know about Colby, like, he's probably the kid that I've spent the most one-on-one -on -one time with over the years. Maybe other than Lily because she's older and she and I do lots of girly things. But... Um, Colby and I have spent so much time with each other because of his hearing issues and his treatment and traveling to Columbus for all these appointments and procedures and MRIs and that whole bit. 
Um, he is super tough. Like, he will watch someone put an IV in his arm and not even blink an eye. Like, he just watches. He's super inquisitive. Um, at one point, he said he wanted to be a hospital guy when he grew up. And, like, he would be the best. Like, it would be... I think it would be a real boon to society if he becomes a medical professional because he's... I've never thought about that. He's really, really great with all things hospital setting and he understands people and he's just tough as nails and he's super strong. I know that's a fourth word, but it kind of goes with tough. He's physically and mentally tough. And let's see, Luke. Luke is actually hilarious. I know that Lily does not agree with me, but... <laughs> He is the kind of bro that's going to grow up, and he's going to have an awesome group I of mean, friends. I mean, he's lucky that he has us, because we're going to make him funny, and we have made him funny. Where no, he's, like... he's naturally funny. <laughs> he no, is hilarious. Not. Yes. But he used to try so hard to be funny, and that's what turned me off so bad, where I was like, you're not funny anymore. Because All right, he was but like... he is funny. So Lily just doesn't like him, but I obviously <laughs> love him. <laughs> and... I'll just tell you a funny story. So one time, um, this was like first grade Sunday school for him. I had to sub for his teacher and we were like covering Adam and Eve in this chapter. And there was like this little caricature of Adam and Eve, like naked sitting together in the book, like a little sketch of them. And I think that Adam had like a big leaf over top of his private area and like they were sitting strategically, of course, you know, I'm trying to explain Adam and Eve to the kids and they're all like staring at this picture. <laughs> And I'm like, well, they were the first humans. I'm like, there were no clothes. I'm like, there were no factories. So no one made them clothes. So that's why they're wearing leaves. And he, like, they all just kind of fell silent. And I stopped. I paused. And he was like, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really funny. But um, he's just, in general, funny. He's He's wise. Like, I mean, he's not wise beyond his years, not in that kind of way, but he has grown up a little bit too fast. Let's say that. And I think that probably happens for every baby of the family because yeah. they're keeping up with people that are older than them. Yeah. And that's why he was trying to be so funny whenever we, he was younger, because we were all so funny and we had such big personalities and yeah. he was just kind of catching up to us and just trying to get us to laugh at him the way that he laughed at us. So Right. And then um, he's super athletic. He's going to be... He's going to be really great at sports, and he's also, like, really good-looking, and so he's going to be quite the catch um, if he can keep everything together. Um, and so I think the last word I'm going to say is sensitive, and I know Lily and Colby both said that too, but he has the worst temper of anyone in the family, maybe even bigger than his dad. So, oh, you yeah. know, his... especially now. I mean, dad's gotten a lot better over yeah. the years. Where... Dave's really chilled out over the years, but, you know, his nickname is Shrek, and that's partly because, you know, he's an onion with many layers, and he's big and tall and all that, but <laughs> it's also because he has a big temper, but Luke got it on us. That's all I can say about that, but he's also, like, incredibly sensitive, like, I will say that he has been the hardest parent, the hardest child for me to mother over all the years. Um, it's hard to know whether you should, like, be tougher on him and, like, go head-to-head -head with him or if you should just, like, drop all the pretenses and open your arms and say, do you need a hug? Because, like, nine times out of ten, he will just burst into tears and he does need a hug. Like, yeah, he he's a very, very emotionally complex person. Person. Yeah, very sensitive. He doesn't like you to pick on him at all. Like, if he thinks you're, like, being mean to him a little bit, he'll instantly square up and just, like, go at you and just try to 
not let you know that he feels bad, but he very is, like, sensitive, and you can tell. Yeah, I would say he's probably, like I said, the most emotionally complex human that we have around these parts. Probably. Yeah, Colby's sensitive, like, not in the same way. He's, like, skin sensitive and, like, I don't know, but Luke's, like, emotional. So, yeah, I think that's all the questions that we have, so... Well, I think we did a good job of filling a lot of time. Yeah. Okay, let's get into this week's Would You... Okay, welcome to this week's Would You Rather. So, back with Mom, and our Would You Rather question for the week is, Would you rather eat a box of dry spaghetti noodles or two cups of uncooked rice? (laughs) It's a weird one, but I'm tired of looking through the Would You Rather questions. So these are um, both limo. A box of noodles, uncooked. It would be so hard to choke down an entire box of those. Okay, either of those would be super hard and would cause major damage to your throat unless you have like a gallon of water. Just gonna cook them down in your belly. I'm gonna <laughs> boil them, them down there and lay out in the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'd rather do uh, raw noodles. Listen, I'm going with the noodles, and I'm going to have a gallon of water, and I'm going to stick all the noodles in the water for a while. They're still going to be uncooked after an hour, but they're going to be like cold noodles, and then I'm going to eat them. No. Yeah. I'm going to beat the system. No, no, no. no, no. I did not cook them. That's cheating, not beating the system. Cooking requires heat, and this has no heat. It's just being smart. It's using your brains. using what God gave you. Well, if you couldn't do that, I think I'd probably still pick noodles. Just because I feel like rice is harder to eat uncooked. Like, don't you think it's way harder? Uh, yeah. It would just, like, tear your throat up big time. Yeah. The only difference is they're, like, way smaller, but you can literally just bite down the the noodles to just make them small enough. Yeah, these noodles are going to get great in my gallon of water. (laughs) I'll just swallow the noodles whole. Or I was thinking, swallow the rice all of it and then drink a bunch of water and just lay out in the sun and uh, have it you boil would be up so in my bloated. belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Either one of those you probably would be, but I feel like you'd be so heavy with the rice. Like, wouldn't you feel like your stomach is so heavy? Yeah, it would not be good. I don't think anybody should do this You ever. could take them like pills. That's two cups of rice that you gotta take like pills. No way. <laughs> nope. Let's go with the noodles and call it a dumb question. Alright. Alright. That was this week's Would You Rather question. Okay, everyone. That was this week's episode. Thanks for joining me, Mom. No problem. Dab me up, woman. No, no, no. There we go. All right. So, I just wanted to, you know, say sorry again for not posting last week. Just needed a little mental and physical breather. But... This was a fun episode with you, Mom, and I know people have been wanting you to come on, so I'm excited that we finally did one, and I think it was good. Got you out of your slump for the day, so you're welcome. It was a real crappy day. (laughs) So, yeah, that was it, and I will see you guys next Wednesday. Peace!